In a world with way too many podcasts comes Jeff Talion and this guy, the podcast to end all podcasts. With some pieced together recording equipment, a couple loosely informed topics, and a coin, these three friends set out to forever change the next hour of your life. Jeff Talion and this guy is solely for entertainment purposes. Just Eric and Morgan are not professional researchers, investigators, or gynecologists. Not suitable for children. Okay, welcome to another episode of Jap Talion and this guy, where we are uh, three friends. They get together and discuss a topic and make jokes and poke fun at each other. I'm Joseph. I'm Morgan. And I'm Eric. Groovy, man. Let's have a check-in. Check-in. I don't like it. You don't like it? <laughs> hey, Eric, since you got opinions... Why don't you check in? Tell tell us what's been up with Eric lately. Hey, hey, just this, checking in. This is what they call it when you go to like like an outpatient mental <laughs> health thing and you show up in the morning. It's called check-in time. I think that's why I don't like it. Yeah, that's why I like it. Okay. I was, damn. See, I was thinking like hotel, like you check in. That's where I went with it. You obviously Eric don't went- have breakdowns every year, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> I just do them at home quietly, and I don't bother everyone with Wow. It. <laughs> wow. Cry the in the epitome, shower. The epitome of privilege. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, let's see. This week, y'all, I'd be remiss. I don't know. If uh, I didn't mention the clapper thing y'all both oh, know yeah. about clapper because clap i've been on, telling you off. about it <laughs> the app clapper you know which i'd read things about i'm not going to mention those i'm just going to say my experience with it it's been really positive people have uh really been receptive to our comedy and mm-hmm. uh it's really cool you know it is nice to have that kind of interaction with people we don't even fucking know about our humor right. and uh, mostly you but you know yeah. So there's this one. Well, no, as when I do it, I think, you know, it's collectively the group, you know, because I I've put videos of you two guys on there as well. But that's the we do it as Jap Talion and this guy. And we put funny things up there and people said really nice things. But there's this one guy that's got, you know, quite a few followers that did a clap back is what they call it. He basically co- did a commentary on one of our first videos that got us some views. Me and that guy like started talking more now. His screen name is the Big Widower, I believe. He's a widower and he's large. <laughs> um, like he's lost his wife. He's That's yeah, okay. yeah. He's lost his wife, and he does a mix of like comedy and just talking about how you know how he's feeling, how he's getting through things, and just everyday life stuff. Well, I interpreted the Big Widower as. He's someone who creates widows. <laughs> yeah. He does. I, ho- I don't know if he does. He might. I'll ask him. That's been a large part of my experience on there is just how welcoming he was. And then all of the comments we get back are really positive. I've only had one comment that I didn't know if it was positive or not. So I made a joke out of it. Hell and yeah. people love that. So it's just <laughs> been great. Wow. It's been great. Wow. Wow. Really? Disinterested, wow. Wow, really? Oh, yeah. And then I spit, like, drink right in Annie's face. 
That's what we want. We want the domestic violence. Wow. (laughs) Dude, I've been finding her funnier lately. (laughs) I've noticed that she seems to be more opened up lately. Like she's making jokes and stuff when we're all hanging out. I feel the same. Yeah. Okay. What's up with that? Yeah. She on drugs? She on menopause? (laughs) Yes, she's on drugs. That's the only explanation (laughs) is that she's shooting meth in her vagina. Smoking a wacky tobacco. That's funny because I thought it was because I'm being a dickhead to her less, which that could still be. That could totally be. <laughs> yeah. That actually makes more sense than drugs. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I get cranky with anxiety. Anyway, she said it was the way she said somebody, something. That was all it was. I was messing with her, and she goes, stop. And like the way she said it, it was like she breathed the word. <laughs> it was just really funny to me. You know, I had a drink in my hand when I got done messing with her because I was like walking by where she was and you have the obligatory like fuck with your wife when you walk by her. Yeah. I took I a drink of something as she was going, stop. And just went <laughs> and like spit it through my hand. <laughs> right in her face. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. It's probably way funnier when it happened than me <laughs> telling it, but no, it's funny. It story. was great. It was a good story. Spit take. How about you, Mr. Morgan? I'll go. Mr. Yeah. Wood. Friday, I was riding down the interstate. I'd more bumper stickers. No? What? No, no, it wasn't oh. bumper stickers. No. I'm uh I'm pissed off because I didn't have a whole lot of help this week, but I did have Dudley helping me. It's like ten guys. By himself. Who's right? Dudley? Jason. He's, oh, okay. Yeah. He's like 10 people at once. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I know. I met that guy. I actually got him two days this week. He came and helped me on like Tuesday or Wednesday. I think it was Tuesday he came and helped me. And then he helped me on Friday, um, which is normally usually helps on Fridays or tries to. But other than that, you know, the regular worker wasn't there. I was aggravated with my Friday and... um we finished up the job. I was headed home. I was on the interstate. With your Friday? Some... Do Fridays belong to you now? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> so, you know, it's really funny. For <laughs> I interrupted to harass you. <laughs> what? Why are you Joseph, stifling yourself and laughing, Joseph? Joseph was covering his mouth. It was. I was laughing too hard at that. It was really funny to me. I'm sorry. I will scream in the microphone with laughter. Is sometimes. that not what we do here, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to hear me laugh. Go ahead. So I'm Morgan. riding down the interstate, as you were saying, and uh, some car some car rolls up next to me and like honks the horn, and they're like pointing behind me at my vehicle or trailer, um, and uh, and I'm like, the fuck, get the fuck out of here, and I look in my mirror. And I uh, didn't see anything at first. And then all of a sudden I saw there was like smoke barreling out of my trailer tire on on my side of the vehicle. And I was like, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what I would expect to happen today. So I pulled over off the interstate because I'm thinking like, I don't have brakes. What the fuck is smoking back there? The tire looks fine. It's not flapping, you know, like pieces shredding off and shooting out into traffic. Right. So I was like, what the fuck is it? And I pulled over. I don't know if you guys are familiar with what a hub is, but it's like the part with the uh, bolts that come out that your tire attaches to. And in the center of it, there's a cap. And under that cap is bearings and a shit ton of grease. And so the cap 
had busted off and there was grease being slung all over the place. <laughs> That's probably what was smoking, I'm figuring. You know, so I had to ride back to the house. It was only like another two exits up, 45 miles an hour on the interstate with my hazard lights on, which is not my favorite way to drive at all. 45 miles an hour. What the fuck? Yeah, that's like how you drive in a parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) So I got to change my hub out. I got to go find a hub and fucking change that shit out tomorrow. But it kind of ruins my fucking Monday. And then just to carry carry along with my weekly review, I was looking at TikTok and this ad popped up and it was this chick. It was a Starbucks ad and there was this chick with no full length arms or legs. She had like nubs for arms and legs, you know, Yeah. and she was enjoying her fucking Starbucks and shit. And I was like, showed Brandy and I was like, yo, wouldn't you fuck this chick? Cause she was, she was hot. <laughs> She was fucking hot. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I got it out of him. That's, that's not what I was expecting. Yeah. I don't know why I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's what's the thing Morgan says? <laughs> that's the thing Morgan says. Wow. <laughs> so anyways, so yeah, I say, wouldn't you fuck this chick? Brandy's like got this look on her face like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Which she said with her face, but what she said with her mouth was, no, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what? You know I would. Come on. She's like a little fucking fleshlight. Yeah. God. Wow. Like with handles. You just grab hold of the nubs and, what? Guys? (laughs) Dude, I don't know if this can stay in. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, this can stay in. She's a human being, <laughs> Yeah, Morgan. dude. What's wrong with wanting to fuck her? Nothing. There's nothing wrong with yeah. I want to fuck her. There's nothing wrong with being attracted to another human being. But not because they're a human fleshlight. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, that's not why. She was gorgeous. She was really beautiful. She was a beautiful... I'm just saying it would be like a fleshlight. <laughs> God. I've never seen Joseph laugh like oh, this. Fuck. Oh, my God, dude. What is- what Your abs are going to hurt dude? tomorrow. Come on, man. Oh. Welcome back to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Jesus. Okay. Oh. How was your week, Joseph? Joseph? We should have saved yours for last. <laughs> wow. I went to Myrtle Beach this week. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that was cool. I've been wanting to go. Uh, I wanted to do that. Because every time I go, I'm going... Because of work. He called it the Walmart of beaches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I went and did the uh, sky wheel because it's something I don't normally get to do when I go to Myrtle Beach. So sky wheel's a big stuff. one. Yeah. And those individual containers on the sky wheel have air conditioning units on top of That's them. fucking badass. It was still hot as hell in there, <laughs> which is weird because it's like a, you know, a tiny box. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can't imagine what it would be like without him, but that was really cool. I was in that thing with two people who are scared of heights. So So that was fun, fun too. (laughs) Watching the the dude who was scared of heights, he was just like staring at a spot on the floor. Like I looked like he was trying to go to his happy place and like trying to reassure himself inside his head that it was going to be okay. You're in a Ferris wheel. It's not like this fun, enjoyable time because it's constant stop and start. It's like constant stop and start. It's not like some 
badass ride you're going on. Yeah. You do it for the view, I think, right? I really enjoy Ferris wheels. I don't think I've ever been on a Ferris wheel. I like how slow and calm they are. They're so relaxing. Okay. I feel like they should replace those carts with hammocks and just let people sleep on it. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I would totally sleep on that. You, you like, start falling asleep and you get that, like, falling (laughs) dream. And you jerk awake and fall off your fucking hammock. (laughs) Flop right out on top of somebody else. If you're Uh, lucky. Anyway, so that was fun. I I went up there with my wonderful girlfriend. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Disinterested. Wow. Wow, really? That was cool. And I've noticed somebody on Facebook, I think it was one of her posts. Wait, your wonderful girlfriend. Tell us about your sex life. (laughs) (laughs) It's really amazing. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) So I saw this post. There was a post about Myrtle Beach, I think, that she had posted from somebody else's post. Okay. And it was talking about this, you know, how people do those kind of review posts of a place. And she was like, fuck this place. I'm never coming back. Not my girlfriend. My girlfriend wouldn't say something like this. But she was like, the post, the lady in the post, I assume it was a lady, was saying, here we go. Fuck Myrtle Beach. This place is so ghetto and kept using the expression ghetto, which I personally find it to be an offensive term. Because I know they don't mean like a place where people have been con- of one type have been consolidated to live. What they mean is they saw brown people. Nah, come on. It could just be like high crime. Get- Son of a bitch. Could it be high <laughs> yeah. crime? Ghetto has been, yeah, ghetto has that underterm or undertone to the term. It's got a racist connotation to it, it because does. it's used that way. Okay. Like someone will say, um, Smoking a Newport is ghetto. Why do they say that? Yeah. They'll also say eating a hamburger on bread is ghetto. Right. Instead of a bun, putting it on like sliced. Oh, well, yeah, because the. Oh my God, you're so ghetto. (laughs) It may not always be used in a racist way. See, this is like nuanced racism. Yeah, it's classist. But classism is so. There's so much racism infused in classism right. that that still is not really like a good defense of it. Yeah, it's not. So I don't know yeah. why. I just brought it up. It rubbed me the wrong way, and yeah. I just felt like saying something about it. In okay. case Thank you're you. somebody out there who uses the term ghetto regularly to describe stuff, but you don't consider yourself to be racist, I'm just going to say maybe think about how that might be perceived when you're saying it. Because well, I, I try not to say shit like that because I feel like it sounds racist. Really? I think that brings up a good point about racism, a good nuance. is You cannot be an intentionally, you can be a person who does not intentionally do racist things, but totally say and do things that have racist connotations because you've just never thought about it. Yeah, And that's the important part of listening to the people that experience the racism is because if you've never experienced it directed at you, you may not know that there's an implication there, right? She could have just as easily said it just seemed trashy. The place seemed trashy. Social justice warrior. Because it is trashy. I was up there. I was up there and there was like, you know, there's like 
these overweight tourists from like Ohio Man, or whatever. Why, why are your arms doing all willy nilly like that? That was that? funny. That's <laughs> you're, like, you're like the size of a comical overweight <laughs> person. In my head, when I, when I picture an overweight person in my head, I picture that character Violet from Willy Wonka after she oh, eats that, that wow. piece of candy. She gets all blown yeah. up. So that's what I picture. But there were people like that walking around who clearly were tourists, is what I'm getting at. You're so. Overweight, your hands only stick out of your ginormous <laughs> like a body. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. But oh. at the same time, like amongst these people, there are these people who are clearly junkies and drug addicts of different types. Yeah. You know, walking around like with ragged clothes and stuff. I don't know. I like that about Myrtle Beach. Uh-huh. If you want a fucking vanilla experience, maybe you should go to Charleston. Oh, you know, if you want a beach that's like. More you, vanilla. You like that about Myrtle Beach? Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. You could go enjoy the beach. You could get shot. You could. It's There's an that, adventure. that meme about finding shells at Myrtle Beach and it's all fucking bullet shells. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you anyway. know, there's like, hey, I lost my shirt and lost wages at whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Like it'd be like, hey, I lost my life in Myrtle Beach this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to move up there next week. Oh, Jesus. Nice. Here we go. I'm going to get married. I, I met a girl. I'm going to get married. We're going to move up there next week. Damn, that escalated quickly. Really quickly. I want to now know what the sex life is like. <laughs> <laughs> Even more so. Got that thing on lock. You must be pounding her in the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I'm not moving up there next week. I'm not getting married. It's, it's a joke. <laughs> but you did meet a girl. Yeah, the okay. same girl. It's the same one. Okay, good. All right. So uh, this week, it's between Eric, the demon of Irmo, and Morgan, the most evil man to ever walk in Sumter. Wow. Jeez. Why are they so negative? <laughs> He's trying, trying to bring to, out the I'm darkness. I'm trying to come up with like a, you know, like if it was a, like a contending uh, wrestling match or something or a. a <laughs> That's you why know, you a said. Confrontation. We what did you say Eric, the other week? Oh, wait. If I'm both saying you're, you're both evil, that doesn't work. Uh, Eric, the most evil man in Irmo and Morgan, the saint of Columbia. The baby slayer. <laughs> <laughs> Which is still less evil than the most evil. Right. <laughs> Slightly yep. less evil. <laughs> there was a, I gotta say this, there was an SNL skit with The Rock, and it was about these evil geniuses, you know, that make like frost rays and shit, and the, the, the evil genius always makes some like goofy evil thing. Right. He made a robot that molests children called the Robo Pedo or some shit <laughs> like that, and then all the evil people are like, what? Whoa, 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 and he's like, what? It's the most evil thing, right? <laughs> it, was a, it was a robot designed to, like, molest people. They're like, we just blow up volcanoes yeah, and stuff. Yeah, we just, dude, he's got, got a freeze ray. <laughs> that is... <laughs> it was... Dude, the skit was oh, fucking hilarious, Jesus. man, but I imagine a lot of people got offended. Yeah, fuck them. Anyway, it's a coin toss between Human Eric Fleshlight and Morgan. <laughs> Wait, you just hold the nubs. <laughs> you hold the nubs. Okay, I'm going to call it coin, coin flip. Heads. And it's heads. Boom.
Nice. Just like that. So I'll give you a little taste. Give us a little taste, Eric, a little a little primer so we can yeah. prepare ourselves emotionally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rub, rub this on your gums before break. <laughs> That's right. Oh, God. I know me. Trigger warning. Just a bump. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, guy gave me a bump of heroin once. I thought it was coke. There's no such thing as a bump and of I heroin. And I went in. Sniff, yeah. Yeah. You can well, sniff. yeah, what I mean is that would be enough. Right. Yes. And I went into yeah. the strip club and threw all over the bartender. I was threw high, up. I was high on cocaine. <laughs> that is badass. And I thought it was coke. So this is know. like a pattern for you. Well, someone hands me, it used to be if someone handed me a knife with powder on it, I didn't ask any questions. It could have been Ajax, and I just sniff it. No, uh, projecting a fluid out of your mouth onto women. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Y'all hear about the guy in the news a couple weeks ago that passed away? I've heard his name pronounced two ways, McAfee or McAfee. Oh, from the security software? Security software. Oh, yeah, he created he just it recently in the 90s. Y'all know anything about his life? He no. was one of those really eccentric, weird-ass rich people. Criminal, yeah, that's a nice way of saying criminal. Um, (laughs) His story, it's nuts. There's a documentary about him, and then there's just people that know what, you know, a bunch of stuff that happened. Some of it allegedly, I must say, but... Allegedly. We've got a fun ride to go on. Fun ride, like the uh, Skywheel. Yeah, like the Skywheel, but... Fun. With, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Like a Skywheel with someone eating shit. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that sounds awful. Oh, God. (laughs) Break! This October 31st, get ready for the suspense action thriller of the year. Hey, Graham, we got another one for you. Send me the info. Secret Nights go back. Assassins, beware. Your judgment day is here. Graham is making widows of wives and cleaning the streets of cold-hearted killers. He has vowed to clean up the city by Christmas. Hey, what the fuck? What? What'd we do? I said he's a widower, not a widow maker. Jesus Christ. Do you guys know how insensitive this is? I asked you to make a commercial about a widower. Guy's trying to raise two kids by himself. I just want to do something nice for him, and you guys are fucking it up. Come on. Whatever. Roll back. Take two. Wow. What a dick. Coming this October 31st, the feel-good story of the year. Kids, come inside. Watch your... I've got dinner ready. After losing his wife, he doesn't think he could raise two kids on his own. But he didn't know he was just the right man for the job. Say goodnight, kids. Good night, Dad. We love you. The hijinks are unmatched. See how a dad deals with the cards he's dealt in theaters Halloween. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> um, Eric's going to be talking about sticking things in his butt. Is that what it was? <laughs> Maybe. Y'all giving me free reign to do that? Uh, yeah, as long as, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, we, we accept everyone here at right. Jettalian, this guy. The, okay. <laughs> this week is just a list of things I've shoved in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Coke can. <laughs> a live parrot. <laughs> <laughs> Get me out of here. Squirrel. Um, <laughs> Shampoo and conditioner, two in one. <laughs> the, 
Let's see. This week, I have titled this John McAfee, the guy who smokes crackafee. No, I don't know. I just made John that up. McAfee, American hero. Oh, God. I always used to call it McAfee, and I've heard people on the news talk about him, and they say McAfee, but... McAfee. McAfee. Uh, my oldest brother, computer guy, he said that uh, he always... I think he said McAfee. McAfee. Yeah. That's what I'm going to call it, because that's what I've heard. That's what I've always heard, McAfee. Okay. People in the interviews say, yeah. like some of the stuff I watch... I watched the documentary a few years ago, so when he passed away, I immediately thought, I'm doing this guy as a topic. The documentary is called Gringo, The Dangerous Life of John McAfee. Wow. Disinterested, wow. Wow, really? And that was made in 2016. I saw it at... I think on Amazon, I, I rented it. Gringo? Gringo, colon, The Dangerous Life of John McAfee. And then I also looked at the Business Insider, did an article back in 2015. Um, NPR did something about him after he recently passed away um, in a Spanish prison. And The Guardian um, also did... An obituary and in these obituaries, you, you said know, a Spanish prison, you mean Spanish like a Mexican prison, prison or like I, in, I mean Spain. in Spain? Yeah, oh, okay, oh, Spain. Oh, yep. Okay, he was in the news recently for his death. He was the creator of McAfee antivirus software, like in the early 90s when viruses first became a thing. I think he got into it before they even started naming viruses. The 90s is when like the 24 hour news cycle and all that shit started coming into being. So I think that's kind of why viruses start getting a name, too, is because it's a good, like, headline catcher. Is they're calling it Michelangelo, which I think was one oh, of the shit, first. Oh, shit, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember yeah. when they did that. So he, he invented those viruses? No, the antivirus software. Uh-huh, he didn't invent the virus. The software. Did just, I say invented the virus? No. No, I, I, was, sorry. Joseph I, was, I was speculating that because that's a uh, an Illuminati like Ma create the virus spell. to have the antivirus. Yeah. He I believe it was Chaos him order on the that. documentary said that basically he was when he heard there was a, a virus, he saw the code or something and was like, "Oh, I could fix this easily." And made a patch for it, and that's how he started his his business. Okay. He could have created it, released it and then made a business around it. Said, "I don't know. I saw the virus and I was like, "Hey, I can fix that." What's the phrase, Joseph? <laughs> Could be. Yeah, I guess that's a phrase. Another phrase would be, I would fuck that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're off on another tangent. Apparently, both of y'all have that phrase. <laughs> Man, I was driving by. I saw some roadkill on the side of the road. I'm like, hey, Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> Totally fuck that. <laughs> Wait a minute, you guys. That's kind of is that kind of mean dehumanizing to compare the girl on the Starbucks ad to Roadkill? No, that's not what I was doing. I'm just <laughs> I'm saying just that you would, yeah, you would fuck. Hey, there's a plastic person. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> is there? <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
this guy. Are we done with that well, tangent? No, not me. Not <laughs> this guy. Yeah. That's me wrapping it back up. Okay. So this documentary starts off with McAfee being arrested. And uh, he tells the cop, he's like, you probably know of me. I've been accused of murder in Belize. I say that when I get arrested. <laughs> well, no, he says, you probably know me, quote, I was accused of murder in Belize and then ran to Guatemala. That's the way he says it. Ran to Guatemala. Escaped to America. Been living there for three years. It's like, dude, you basically just admitted that you did it. Who says it that way if they didn't do it? If you didn't yeah. do it, you'd be like, oh, I was falsely accused of. But he's like, you probably heard of me. I was accused of murder, then ran to Guatemala and escaped to America. Jeez. Anyways, I thought that would have more impact. Yeah, it seems Say like a lawyer could have. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's great. Uh, wow. Interesting. Continue. Mm. Ooh, look. Squash is on sale. You're like scrolling through your phone. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're having a BOGO at Bilo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, so, that's what I'm looking at. <clears throat> in 2012, he was in the news for being um, suspected of killing his neighbor in Belize. The guy's had a crazy life since he ran into money. And we're going to go through it. Um, he's a computer engineer. Mm-hmm. He built the um, McAfee company from the ground up. Right. Um, he basically rode the wave of emerging computer viruses to making his his uh, riches. Fortune. Mm-hmm. He was born in the UK. I think this is like a military thing. I'll, I'll start again. Are you again. hearing is a weird a- whistling? Whose nose is doing that? Take 12. <laughs> Who was John McAfee? (laughs) (laughs) So who was John McAfee? (laughs) Uh, He was a computer engineer. (laughs) He he created McAfee antivirus software. He built the company from ground up. Probably, I imagine that was the first company. I don't know that for a fact, but it was right at the beginning. It had to be like between McAfee and Norton, right? I guess. I don't know how early Norton was. I remember Norton first. Okay, so yeah, but Martin's. right there, like he was right there at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He may have had sloppy seconds or thirsty thirds, but okay. <laughs> and it was one of those things when you got a virus on your computer because I used to, you know, porn, and then you get a pop up from the virus that's like, "We've detected a virus. Click here." But when I would get yeah. the McAfee stuff, it wasn't recognizable to me at first. So I'm like, I ain't clicking on that shit, fixing this computer. Hell no. Yeah. I've messed up three computers like that already. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan's got a storage unit out back with just like busted laptops and shit that Dude, he, we went in, he doesn't want to throw away because of the government. <laughs> we went in my mom's attic the other week and, and Sydney looked over and saw fucking a computer in her attic and was like, what the fuck is that? Did that thing take a floppy disk? <laughs> like, yeah, man, you got to boot it, you know? Big the tape spools like, on the wall and you shit. You hear it go, He's making all those weird fucking noises. You kids don't even know, man. John was uh, born in the UK, but I think he's American citizen. I think it was like a um, one of his parents was in the military or something. He was born on like a military base. 
Um, grew up in Virginia. Uh, John's told people on several occasions that he experienced like early trauma due to his father being abusive and having an alcohol use problem. And um, his dad died by suicide when John McAfee was 15. Um, this is a quote from The Guardian that he gave um, in an interview. Every relationship I have, every mistrust, he is the negotiator of that mistrust. Talking about his father. Shit. So I'm guessing based on that and knowing what I know now about his life, that he's, you know he had some underlying issues going on. He had what was, if someone didn't describe it as a cult of personality, they totally could have. He's described by multiple people throughout the documentary as paranoid, just by nature. And that seemed to grow over the years. He described himself as living life on the edge, like multiple times, like he liked pushing boundaries. He was a habitual line stepper, as uh, Patrick would say. Wow. I'm with you. I am also... uh... (laughs) Fond of living on the edge. Yes. Yes, you are. Death and danger is my bread and butter. Here comes the line step, a murderer. <laughs> what was that other, that Canadian white rapper that did the um, oh, fucking song around that time? God, I know exactly who you're talking about and the song you're talking real, about and can't what, think of either. What was, what was his name? Mountie D or something? No, but the song was real quick. And it sounded almost Jamaican, but yeah. he was not at all. Yeah. <laughs> it was total white, white guy Canadian. riding <laughs> hip-hop culture to famedom. Um, <laughs> it was like a one-hit Snow. wonder, though. Snow. Yeah. Um, the, the, the Enforcer. The Enforcer. That's right, yeah. It's basically it without words, right? (laughs) So um, the dude, I mean, the guy's kind of like a a Donald Trump-esque figure in a way. Like he just does and says what the fuck he wants to. But he made money and like moved to another country to do that and kind of tried to take over a town. And it didn't go out, work out so well. He started as a businessman, though, but his in his early days, so McAfee controlled 90... In 1993, McAfee, the company, controlled two-thirds of the market of antivirus software. Oh, wow. So he, you know, if he was not the first person to do it, he capitalized on that. Oh, shit. There were 20 employees at the company... And they showed, like, videotape of them running this place. It's like a little office room with, like, his friends and family, basically. Um, More friends than family, I hope, because they were, like, known for having these, like, wild parties. And they'd wipe down the tables every day because people, like, stayed and had sex in the office all night and shit. Oh, cool. (laughs) Yeah, the dude surrounded himself with, like, sex for most of his life, too. He's real, real into sex. And I'm going to describe in a minute what kind of sex. Oh, that's what the people want. The people that's want the to people know want. the seedy underbelly of um, computer coding. <laughs> uh, P- 
people would work extremely hard for him. Some of the, some people said in interviews that he had this like a way of captivating people and they would work for like days and days to get the a finished product that would please him. Damn. So he, he kind of had this like cult leader thing going for him. Cool. Wow. Are these at least were like the beginnings of people noticing that in him? So after he got his fortune in the 2000s, he went out to Colorado and bought some land and built a yoga meditation uh, studio. I thought you were going to say a killdozer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the prototype. No, he became a guru. He wow. started offering like free classes and shit and got into meditation. And apparently from some of the people who went out there and did that with him, like he really got into it. He quit drinking and quit some of the like crazier drug behaviors because that's been a pattern throughout his life as well. Using drugs, having a lot of sex, surrounding himself with women who like to have sex or you can pay to have sex with. He's an addict who hangs out with addicts because that's what addicts do, right? Maybe. I, I don't, I'm not going to label him with addict, but. I just did. He's an addict. Joseph labeled him as an addict. Joseph. <laughs> Joseph being Judge Joseph. Wow, just judge him, why don't you? Judge him, judgers. Addict. (laughs) 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 You just got Josephed. Um, uh, He had 200 acres in the forest and just became a cult leader out there. I mean, there wasn't a lot of crazy stuff said in this time period, but it did seem like he was the leader of a group of people, and I think he was still doing, like, the sex stuff, just no, like, drugs and alcohol. It's and, better um, without the drugs and alcohol. Then one day just decided he didn't want to do it anymore. When asked about it, he said that um, he walked away from that lifestyle because people were taking advantage of him. To be fair, he was offering free, like, he offered it free for people to come out there and live there. They were living in this yoga studio place. <laughs> So to me, it doesn't seem like they were taking advantage of him as much as he maybe didn't clearly explain his um, expectations for what that free thing actually costs. Right, because there's no such thing as free. Yes, there's no such thing as free. Right. So he's like, you know what? I was a businessman. I made money. I became a meditation guru. Now I'm sick of that because people are taking me up on my free offer. I'm going to move to Belize. And oh, this is all before he... Yeah, this is before this. Yeah, I'm okay. telling it all as, right. you know, he went from building this company, yeah. made money, built this, then said, hey, I'm going to go buy a bunch of land in Colorado and start meditating. Went out there, did that. A bunch of people went out there with him um, or joined up after he went up there. I don't know. He gathered a following, then got tired of that, and in 2008... McAfee moved to beachside property on the island of San Pedro, Belize. Hmm. Rich white guys in islands in foreign countries are not a great idea. No? (laughs) Well, what was that guy's name? Epstein. Epstein. Oh, yeah. That, okay. Well, it's only two cases of it, but I'm willing to bet there's more. (laughs) Trump's thing wasn't technically an island, but it was still like a compound. Well, right? Trump was known to have traveled to that island with this guy. He was friends with Epstein. Like, people were like, oh, he's, you know, going to. Yeah. There's no, it's known that he had a good relationship yeah, with Epstein. Yeah, the 
Yeah, there's groups of people who are only pointing at the Clintons going there, but Trump was going there too. Yeah, and yeah. But anyways. We digress. We do. Not me, damn it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Morgan stayed on point. <laughs> I fuck it. <laughs> okay, so Wait, I, no, 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 no. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> Sorry. It was a bad time to use that phrase. That's not what I meant. I apologize. <laughs> So Epstein's in Belize. <laughs> McAfee. Yeah. McCoffee. He, he said now, Epstein. <laughs> now, let me say, he's on a um, beachside touristy area when he moved here first. He bought this nice, comfortable place to live in. In 2008, the economic, what they don't call it a crash because we spin things, but it was a fucking crash. I mean, yeah. we, we bottomed I mean, out. Bubbles popped. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was bad. They called it a recession. Bullshit. It ruined lives. I mean, lives were absolutely ruined. Yep. Bob. <laughs> just, just Thanks, kidding, Bob. <laughs> he was a realtor, or like a mortgage guy in that time. Just, just fucking with you, Bob. Love you. Smooches. He claims that he lost about 90% of his wealth during that recession. So he moved to Belize. Ooh. Yeah. 90%. 90%. Yeah. Jesus. He was worth about $100 million, Yeah. And he lost 90 of it is what he, what he said in an mm. interview. I didn't fact check that beyond what the person himself said. Uh, he claimed that his money was um, in trusts. He ran into trouble later with not paying taxes and stuff like hiding his money places. We'll get into that later. Oh yeah. You're supposed to pay taxes. Yeah. If you're out there listening, pay your taxes. If you have more wealth than you could live off of in a lifetime, then pay some fucking taxes. Anyways, not political. Donate to charity. <laughs> yeah. Cause that happens. Well, <laughs> Hey, or just, you know, <laughs> go adopt a kid from another country and destroy his life. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> With all your weird California shit. And we're off on another tangent. Yeah, um, <laughs> what? California? Wait. Like Hollywood shit. Yeah. They just go adopt this person <laughs> like from another country. Brad, like Brad yeah, Jelena. And name them like dollar symbol fuck me or something. And yeah. like, hey. Force them to be a vegan and live in a separate house because they're inconvenient. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then feel good about yourself for improving the life of some person that would have been pretty normal if you didn't intervene. Um, <laughs> Judge Eric. <laughs> oh, fuck. We don't stay on topic well. Epstein. So no. <laughs> he moved to San Pedro immediately. I don't know if immediately, but he starts donating money and, and just um, tools and resources to the local police department and government. He gives the government a million-dollar boat Damn. When they um, let him become a resident there, when he got his in residency Belize. in Belize. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. So he just starts giving money to the police and the government there. Oh. Yeah. Because it's not free. It's not free. He's wanting strings. He starts surrounding himself with armed guards. I you like know, that. many people in the community feel like he's got the cops under his belt because he's donating money to the local police. To get the cops under his belt. That's why. I yeah, mean, that's, right. That's yeah. why everyone right. donates money to the police. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, he explained it as like, well, this is a dangerous place and I just want to make sure that, you know, everybody's well taken care of. Bullshit. Yeah. I don't think Belize is a dangerous place, is it? Not the touristy part, <laughs> but... Like I, the non-touristy part of Belize is like dangerous? There's a lot of poverty and yeah, like the area he ends up buying property in, which leads us to the next thing, which I call a turn for the worse. You titled this section? I did. I titled all of them. Check this guy out. <laughs> the last one was Belize Medicine Man. Oh, because I didn't talk about that. So right oh. before he goes inland and buys land, he hires um, a, a doctor who's recently become a researcher, I think, into medicines. And mm-hmm. she's real interested in like indigenous natural medicine Finding new medicines based on like old knowledge is kind of her deal. Yeah. And he hires her to study indigenous plants and use some new technology. There's a name for it that I forgot to create. I think at first he said new um, immunizations for what the fuck ever. So that's like his new business venture, among other things, because he's still doing business stuff. He's just moved to another country to do it. Less regulation, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, so he moves this lady into his place and is like, gives her a lab and like, just start doing your thing, which she loved. Because think of that. You become like a, a doctor who's into researching indigenous plants for the medicinal properties. Right. And you have one wealthy benefactor that's like, I'm going to give you a lab and let you do what you do. A laboratory. So she started fucking him? No. But she almost, from what she says, she almost fucked him without consent. <laughs> or he almost fucked her without consent, I should say. Yeah, those um, are two different things. Yep. They are. So. One of them's rape. The other one's not considered rape. <laughs> right. you, get, yeah. you get shamed if you say it's rape. Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry, continue. Wow. 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 <laughs> Jesus. I realize this is going to be so loaded. <laughs> so he, he, he buys land inland near an archaeological site um, where land is for sale, apparently. <laughs> that seems weird. In the town of Carmelita. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um, oh. You know, initially people really like him. He's building stuff. He hires like 100 plus people to help him build. He creates jobs in the area. Well, he's doing the same thing. He's like uh, giving money to police officers and shit around that area as well. He starts putting his armed guards in uniforms at this point, like camouflage uniform. They're all wearing like the cop sunglasses and carrying around weapons. Now he starts like setting curfews in the town. Ooh. Right. He does? He he sets a curfew hmm. where people know that if you're, and this is from citizens they interviewed, that if he he stated that, like, after a certain time at night, only he did business on the street. So you knew that if his entourage rode by and you were out on the street, you were in trouble. Whoa. So, yeah. Like you get a spanking or something? I doubt it. He opens a police station, but mans it with his personal guards. He doesn't put police in employee. He builds a station and sticks his hired thugs. Now, the people that he's hiring, and he's interviewed saying these things, he hired a guy because he said he's the scariest guy I've ever met in my life. 
and they're he's giving them a quote new chance at life. These are like people with that live in prison and just Criminal got out. Back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. That he's hiring for his armed guards. So he's got like criminals with guns and uniforms running the the show in Carmelita. He um. That's a song by Gigi Allen. I I had a, a interest my freshman year in high school named Carmelita. Nice. And then I called her Meredith. Kind of ruined that. That ended. Wow. That's well, not even close. Carmelita's a like beautiful Rosa name. or, you know. Mm-hmm. Jorge. Meredith. Yeah. Well, Meredith was on the other line when I clicked <laughs> yeah. over. And, yeah. Oh, that's how yeah. you made the mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Playa. Hey, Meredith. I mean, Car- no, I just, I thought it was, Car- yeah, Meredith. <laughs> that's about how it went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Click. <laughs> Click. Uh, yeah, because phones did that when I was a freshman in high school. They had a dial tone. Yeah. <laughs> and we're off on another tangent. Fucking dude, I would sit in our kitchen attached with a cord to the wall for like an hour talking to people. Isn't mm-hmm. that insane? I'd lay on the floor in the dining room. The cord would be like twenty feet long. So yeah. you could <laughs> you buy those really long cords. That no matter how much you untangled them, the second you hang it back up, it just <laughs> back to being tangled. Knot. Yeah. So he starts kind of, you know, really getting dictatorial. <laughs> yeah, like a dictator. it's, it's got a real tyrant feel to it. Yeah. Um, he hired guys, allegedly hired guys to beat a guy close to death because he heard that the guy was planning on robbing and extorting him. There were people in the area that were known for going to the touristy part and getting like rich people from other countries and kidnapping them and using that to extort money out of other individuals. Makes sense. Yeah. Which I think is where it is more quote unquote dangerous going further inland because it, you know, is a, Country that we oh yeah, but it's probably not, taken all the wealth out of. Yeah, it's probably not dangerous though if you just live in there. Maybe not. I I don't Unless know. You, I would imagine, like a, but if you're I don't, an immigrant with a bunch of money. It's going to be dangerous. It's a dangerous place to live, is my assumption. Okay. Yeah, and what people said in the documentary, like a ghetto, not <laughs> like a ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> They're all smoking Newports. <laughs> A lot of cornrows going on. No, I'm not. Well, I'm not racist. <laughs> well, that's what. That's what that lady was saying. Yeah, that's what that lady was saying. They're all wearing baggy clothes and listening to hip hop. I'm not racist. My word. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to so, go into it. Um. <laughs> You know, this guy that they um, allegedly uh, kidnapped, tortured by tasing, they cut his face, beat him, then drove him back into the town of Carmelita and threw him out of a car onto the street so that everybody could see what happens to a guy who plans on doing something to smart move the dictator of the town. He died after that. So that's murder. That stuff. You're a murderer. Just the way he said it. What's murder, Mom? It's like someone's telling a story, and you're like, they couldn't have done that. That's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so the female researcher, I don't remember her name, but the lady that was like living with them that then had like a bigger lab built out in um, the town of Carmelita. She claimed that when things started getting bad and she knew she needed to get out, like she really started seeing what was going on, the type of people he was hanging out with, all that shit. She had the talk with him of like, I'm, I'm leaving. He like flipped out on her and she's found like nothing in her research by now, which he misunderstood. He thought she was going to research for like a month and find the cure for something. So when he kept coming back to her and she didn't have the cure for AIDS, he'd get like more and more like, well, why haven't you found anything? And take pictures of her with test tubes, just like holding up a blue fluid, you know, like stock photos. Yeah. And then he would go out and tell reporters and shit about how they were right on the edge of a breakthrough. And she's like, yeah, I need to leave this place. This is not right. So when she tried to do that, she went and got him a drink and she said it was really bitter. This is after he had an explosion and they started to calm down. He's like, well, let's, you know, let's have a drink, go to bed. She jokes about you would think in a place right next to a river, you could get fresh tasting water. And she's like, I remember joking about that. And now thinking back at how naive I was that this person who's obviously a criminal not doing something to me like. Obviously, he put something in the drink because she, like, started to, I guess, pass out. She remembers that night him, I guess, raping her. She doesn't come out and say it, which is why I didn't say it earlier, but she alludes to that he drugged her and raped her. That day, she sent an email to her dad to let her know she was coming home, like, after the rape thing happened, <laughs> um, bought plane tickets, and then he cut the power to the house right after that, went and got a gun. She locked herself in the lab and he started pounding on all the doors trying to get in and then just left her alone and went somewhere. And she doesn't know where he went. People that she knew in town came and got her like in the middle of the night and just I guess she had already talked to them about the problems that had been going on. And when they didn't hear from her came to the place, snuck her out in the middle of the night, and that's the last time she ever saw him, was like a day after being raped. If I remember that all correctly. Rape, he freaks out. She buys plane ticket, lets her dad know she's coming home. Guy freaks out on her even more, and then she gets the fuck out of Dodge. So do we have McAfee... Software protecting our laptop up here? I don't fucking know, dude. Don't ask me. Listening in to what we're doing? Yeah, I don't... (laughs) Well, he, he, yeah, listening into what we're doing, he passed away, so he won't be listening in. I mean, unless you believe in that sort of thing. Passing away. I'm bringing a Ouija board next time. <laughs> yeah, if you believe in death. If you're one of these noobs who still believes what they tell you about death. <laughs> we don't die, dude. Sheep. Only people who died were the ones murdered by the government. Um, <laughs> that was 2010-ish. So 2012. He's still in that town, Carmelita. The gang suppression unit, um, that's a branch of the local police department that is meant for people that are doing what he did. So you can't bribe them. You can't do any of that stuff. Like they, they are there for people selling weapons, drugs, money, whatever. They raid him in 2012. They found like some drugs, not a large amount. Um, They did find a lab with 
things packaged like drugs, but they weren't real drugs. So they don't know like what the compound was in them. They just know it wasn't drugs. And they found one weapon that was not registered to him. So that's all they found. He was arrested for unlicensed firearm in an unlicensed lab. McAfee claimed he was a political target and that they took him down because he refused to donate like a million dollars to some political campaign. <laughs> he um, started that, that <laughs> mindset. Yeah, right. The U.S. Embassy gets involved because he reaches out to them. And he gets released and then moves back to the touristy part after being like a fucking dictator in the non-touristy part. He moves back to touristy part. What he brings with him is the prostitutes that surround him like a harem. That's what's going on at this point. All the guns, all the thugs, all of that go back to touristy area with him, which people in touristy area are not okay with, you know, drug kingpin. Yeah, you don't have to go to Belize for that. You can just stay home and experience that. <laughs> yeah, right. So this is when, like, the big crime he became known for was his neighbor, Greg Fall, did not like him. He did not like that he had dangerous dogs roaming around. Everyone knew it. All of a sudden, his dogs all die. They're all poisoned. Um, Mac- McAfee's do- dogs, dogs all die. Dogs. Hey, his dogs. dogs all die. Hey, your dogs are dead. Just going to switch this voice halfway through. <laughs> Doing a two-hour show now. This is what you get. Um, <laughs> he moves back to touristy place, right? Right, right. His dogs all die. Murdered. On a Thursday night. The following morning, McAfee's... Uh, Payroll guy, who they called like Cash, they called him Cash, (laughs) deposits $5,000 into uh, Eddie McCoy, who's also known as Mac-10, who was a guy that McAfee tried to have killed because he thought Mac-10 was trying to kill him. And then he finally just, they did a sit down with each other. And he's like, I'm going to hire you. And that's the guy that he said he hired because it was the most dangerous-looking person he'd ever met. That guy, Mac-10, thought that McAfee was trying to kill him, and McAfee thought he was trying to kill McAfee, which he really was because he thought McAfee was coming for him. So he hires him. That guy gets $5,000 deposited in his account the next day, and then Sunday morning... So this is Thursday night, dogs die. Sunday morning, Greg Fall was dead. Was he shot to He death? was shot in the head, had taser marks all over his body. There was already this other guy that was suspected to be abused by McAfee um, that had taser marks all over him. I feel like that's a weird coincidence. Like, a lot of people just get beaten to death without being tasered a bunch. Seems like an odd coincidence to be there without it being a coincidence mm-hmm. um i bet taser hurts i got one down the truck <laughs> i'm gonna tase your balls i think you just taste somebody's hand to be bad enough i don't know a girlfriend of mcafee later said that she was um instructed to go uh distract Greg fall with a strip tease and then 
Mac 10 came in and rendered the dude unconscious. And then I guess they tased him a bunch and shot him in the back of the head. I also forgot that first guy that was like tortured and thrown out of a car. Yeah. Uh, people claim that McAfee talked to him before he was thrown out of the car. After he was tortured, he's like, bring the guy, put him in the car. I want to talk to him. He talks to him and then they take him out of the car. They continue torturing him and then throw him out of the car. So I'm kind of thinking if he's got taser marks all over his body, he paid for this guy to be knocked unconscious. Then he went and tased and tortured the dude. And then Mac 10 actually did the murder. Jesus. But that's just my speculation. Um, after all this, after the body's found, McAfee uh, goes to, flees to Belize City, immediately starts calling people for interviews and claiming that he's about to be like, um, targeted for this crime for political, like the same shit he was doing before. Oh yeah, he's uh upfront like. I didn't really do it, but they're the going to try on and it pin before it, it happens. Right? Yeah. Um, he shows up for this one meeting with like a legit American reporter from like CBS or something. Dan Rather. I don't know, but they show up and they see an obvious John McAfee, but. The reporter's like, we play it like we don't realize who he is because it's obvious he's trying to disguise himself. He's put powder in his hair. He's his arms held up like it's um, like crippled or broken or something. And he's walking with a cane and he's got a shawl on. And the, they're pretending to not God. notice this guy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they go to the room they're supposed to go to. He comes in and all that, walks into the room with the cane and the powder and stuff, throws the shawl off and goes, fooled you, didn't I? That was like a total narcissist, man. He's like, at this point, he's wanted for a murder and he's like doing this James Bond fucking shit and is proud of himself for a ridiculous, like, don't you feel like that's something Trump would do? <laughs> like disguise himself horribly and then be like, I totally fooled you. We all know it. I know it. You know it. I did a great job. <laughs> oh, magic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, he got caught because a, some journalist took a picture of him and forgot to shut their like GPS setting off. And when they took the picture, their phone automatically, the photographer's phone put off a GPS being, that like shows you the time and date where the picture was took all that. Well, that's how John McAfee got caught was because the reporter fucked up or the, 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 um, photojournalist did. So Zuckerberg took him down in yeah, a way. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> um, wow. The Zuck. So he, um, <laughs> he finds out from his lawyer that they're, oh, I'm sorry, I skipped a step. He fled to another country. Uh. That's where he got pinged at. And um, they arrested him initially for entering a country without, you know, doing it the proper way, like through customs and shit. Mm. So he was arrested. It was in Guatemala. He was arrested in Guatemala City. City. Interpol was the one who arrested him. Well, he talked to his lawyer, and his lawyer's like, they're going to send you back to um, Belize. 
to be interrogated and you'll be arrested. He's like, it's going to take me about three hours to do what I got to do to make sure that doesn't happen. As soon as McAfee heard that from his lawyer in front of cameras, cameras were around when this happened. <laughs> he, um, he fakes a heart attack, <laughs> drops on the floor. They get, Ambulance, bring him in. He acts unresponsive for like three hours. He's in a hospital. There's no way they didn't check him to see if he was really unresponsive, and they knew he was not unresponsive because they do that. Medically, they do that. Right. So he just pretended as if he was unconscious for three hours. As soon as that time was up, he pops up and is like, I feel better now. You can take me back to jail. And then they got him out of it. So he was not extradited back to Belize. He's never been charged with that crime in Belize. Now, some police officer in Belize or like detective said that their conviction rate is like, I think he said 3%. It might have been 8%. They don't use, he's like, I have one small case I can think of where we're using fingerprint analysis. But besides that, I can't think of any case where we've used any type of forensics to convict somebody. And this is in Belize, and it's a police officer or a detective Dang. giving this information in the documentary. So why even run? I mean, um, <laughs> probably because he wouldn't survive the prison was what I imagine. He probably has people in there that do not like him. In Belize prison. He's yeah, because like, yeah, he was paying the cops. Yeah. Yeah. Buying million-dollar boats for the fucking police force and shit. Right. It's just one boat. They all get. They have like their police like million dollars party on it. How or many something. more boats you need? They have like a right. Christmas party on the boat. <laughs> yeah, they all go down the river for like an annual fucking uh, McAfee Day. Yeah, <laughs> fishing day, company fishing day or something. Um, <laughs> dude, they entered some lady that had been talking with that guy Mac Ten. Brought him back for an interview after they had more knowledge of the money going into his bank account and all that. The interview in the documentary, y'all should totally watch it. Immediately, he starts sweating and wiping his forehead. And he's like, no, I don't know about that. What are you talking about? Um, Yeah, I got to (laughs) go. He he noticeably gets fucking nervous after that shit. (laughs) Mac-10 sounds like somebody who would show up in a Biggie Smalls. A Biggie Smalls There used song. to be a rapper named Mac-10. Oh, that guy was, was like from it, Kansas City, wasn't he? No, man. Mac-10 was uh, from California, West Side Connections with Ice Cube. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm so, thinking Tech-9. Oh, and Biggie Smalls had two techs. They call him two techs. Totes two techs. And when he busts, he likes to ask who's next. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wow. That's my rap. Oh, man, was that white? <laughs> it was. It reminds me <laughs> Try and of, say it, man. It's hard to say. It reminds me of me knowing the beginning for that Busta Rhymes song. Um, the one where you used the Knight Rider beat. Oh, God, I forgot about that fucking 97, song. 97, Raw Deluxe. Check it out, y'all. <laughs> like I could run through I don't remember it all right now but when I hear the song I remember Damn, I the whole like song. intro he says to that but me singing it is like the widest thing you've ever heard I used to love that song when I did Ecstasy for some reason <laughs> it's nostalgic go ahead 
We are the whitest of the whites. So home dude flees. Um, this was in 2012, right? Yeah. 2012. Yes. He has fleas. He left. <laughs> in 2016, he ran for president. I saw another news article what? that said he ran for president twice here of the in the United US. States. Yeah, he came back, started, got back into business, like reasserted himself into like internet um, security and technology stuff, started making money again, ran for president. Um, the other one said he ran twice. I don't know when the other one was. I guess he could have ran for 2020 because you run like years before 2020 gets here, like 2018 is probably when it ran. In October of 2020, he was arrested in Spain for uh, failing to file tax returns from 2014 to 2018 in Tennessee in the U.S. So he's arrested for it in Spain, but it was for um, tax stuff from the U.S. and concealing some assets. Now, that was 2020. In 2019, which was like, you know, a little bit earlier in 2020, John McAfee tweeted, I have not filed a tax return for eight years. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Number one, taxation is illegal. Number two, I paid tens of millions already and received jack shit in services. Three, I'm done making money. Uh, I live off of cash from McAfee Incorporated. My net income is negative, but I am a prime target for the IRS. Here I am. Hmm. So he's taunt he's taunting the IRS. Yeah, <laughs> I can get down with some of what he was saying. You but, know, taxation is illegal, and I I don't feel like I get anything from my taxes. But he's why would you why would you do taunt that? One of the like most powerful organizations right. in the U.S. Because I could say it; it would cost the government more money to come after me than they would right. get from me. Right. But with him, it would be worth it. So. On June 23rd, 2021, McAfee was found dead in a prison cell in Spain. I, I think he hung himself, or that's what it looked like happened. Who's going to say it? Epstein did not kill himself. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I felt like we were all thinking it. Other, mm. other crazy things. I don't mean to sex shame. But the women that but. he had around him all said the same thing that he had them do. He would have them sit on a hammock that he cut a hole out of and shit into his mouth. They never had sex. Cool. Uh, when you said sit on a hammock, I was like, okay, I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to envision this. And then you said the next part. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to When they <laughs> first said that. it, and the, they're interviewing these women, and they show the interviews like cut together so you see that these different women all say this. I thought cut a hole in a hammock, and then he like fucked them from underneath. That's you Yeah, know. you take the hammock and you spin it around a bunch of times yeah. so it gets so all tight. So they're like a burrito. Then you put them on there, and then you let go of it, and they spin. Oh, God. So you can pretend like they don't have limbs. <laughs> Dick. It's like a fleshlight in between two yeah. trees. <laughs> that is an okay joke. <laughs> um, he, he once insisted in a 2015 
interview with some Tennessee station that he be allowed to hold loaded guns in both hands while he gave the interview. <laughs> um, <laughs> Where was that? It was an Tennessee? interview he did in Tennessee for WBBJ television station. And what they say? Were they like, yeah, I guess I guess they let him do it. This is just called other crazy things. Did you just say W bareback blowjob? BBJ. Yeah. BBJ. So it would be bare blowjob. Bareback blowjob. Oh, wouldn't that be BBBJ? You don't know. Okay, whatever. Tell them. Somebody tell them. They they got rid of that one B. It was just too many Bs to say. Bareback. I want a big, beautiful, black, bareback blowjob biscuit. <laughs> uh, and he was once quoted as saying, very little gives me a feeling of being safe and more secure other than being armed in my bedroom with the door locked. That, Relatable. Jesus. That definitely sounds like addict behavior right there. I keep my door shut when I sleep, and I have guns. When I was getting high, I wanted to be in, like, one room where you yeah. only had, like, two ways out, and one was a window so I could look out of it and be in fear of something that wasn't happening, and then a door to imaginarily run from this thing. Because, you know, they wouldn't block the door. They'd come in through the window I was peeking out of. I, I know a guy that had a walk-in <laughs> closet, and he had uh, had his shit set up so he could see the cameras in his house, oh in his closet, God. and he would had his gun in there with him, or guns in there with him, and that wow. was how he behaved while smoking meth or shooting it, whatever he was doing with it. That sounds awful. Course. So that's that's the crazy story of his life, or at least that is some points. shit, man. I never fucking knew any of that about this guy. That's some fucking shit. I think my favorite part was wanting insisting on doing an interview <laughs> while holding two loaded guns. <laughs> Not oh. just like holstered guns or having guns nearby. They gotta no. be in your hands. And loaded. Because the inter what the interviewer is gonna be like a threat or something? Or <laughs> what the no. fuck is that? Street cred, I guess. I don't fucking know, man. I like that he hired the guy that was trying to kill him. To kill people. I mean, I that felt a, that was a good have, move. They have a sit down and he's like, look, I know you're trying to kill me. So here's $5,000. Go kill this other guy. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something <laughs> from The Godfather. Dude, they need to make a Grand Theft Auto out, out of this shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they mock, like we, I was telling you kind of about them the other day without telling you who it yeah. was. And you're like, dude, this is just Grand Theft Auto. Like, <laughs> GTA Belize. Yeah. yeah. He like goes and tries to take over a town. He's obviously selling fake drugs. They find all these like packaged powders <laughs> in a fucking laboratory. Yeah, he's like going around to supplement his income just selling pallets of drugs yeah. that aren't real I supplement guess. his income because yeah. that's what he needed to do yeah <laughs> that shit's yeah. all gotta cost money Dude, nine ain't cheap it's never good enough i think like people that make a whole shit ton of money and keep making it it's not about the amount of money they have they just want to keep generating it it's mm. it's the process relatable what's mac 10 doing now um, he did communicate with the lady after their lap through email over the after their last interview, 
And he said he had to leave Belize because things were getting too hot for him. That, like, people were out to get him. Joseph said, what's Mac-10 doing now? <laughs> Glad you asked. <laughs> yeah, and I had an answer for yeah. it. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I would comical. just assume he's, like, in Puerto Rico or something, just hanging out on the beach, enjoying his retirement or something. So the documentary was in 2016, but at near the end of the documentary, the lady said that he contacted her and said he had to get out of Belize and basically alluded to that he thought McAfee had guys trying to kill him because McAfee knew that he was the only person who really knew what happened to the guy. Mm. He didn't like clearly say that because he didn't implicate himself, but that was the, you know, the yeah. message received. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he's got a different name. He's in Cambodia or something. He was a good-looking young guy, so maybe he's got stuff going for him. Nice. All right. Thank you for that interesting topic. I got a lot out of that. That was entertaining. That, that was a good story. That was a good story. That shit was fun. I, I hope they make like a more of a dramatized movie out of that. Yeah, I wish it's I had be. done... Like I feel like no matter how well I covered that, I could have done a better job just to represent that story because it's such a great story. It is. It needs to be told in a fantastic way. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, have a good evening. Have a good morning. Don't let John McAfee shit in your mouth. <laughs> so, so, uh, um, 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 like, who's, yeah, take three. <laughs> okay, let's all, uh, um, oh, you know, um, like a, so some, no, nah. <laughs> sorry, Morgan, we'll come back to you. No, all right. Uh, and, uh, and then, uh, and, um, uh, I'm, um, 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 uh, and um, here we Mr. Wood. We feel more mechanical this week, like a robot. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just me. Sorry. It is. Sorry. All right. Oh yeah, I'm chairing this meeting. <laughs> I do that too. Ooh, I almost clapped. I stopped myself. Hey, I'm getting better. <laughs> Such a sarcastic clap. Oh, good job. <laughs> I'll, I'll start Are you again. hearing Is a that weird a... whistling? Or I hear a nose whistle, so I want to. Whose nose is doing that? It's not mine. Is it you, Eric? I only have the right nostril. <laughs> Take 12. <laughs> so stupid. It's going to be great. In 2012, he's, One hour. he's still in that. What? One hour. That's what we're at? Mm-hmm. It's not bad. I'm just letting you know. Uh, do 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 do. So now, <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> so who was John McAfee? <laughs> he was a uh, computer engineer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh shit! All right. Well, I'm done. Anybody else got anything? Nope. McAfee and murder. Mac and oh, Mac shit. Murder and Associates. <laughs> <laughs> Five grand will get you pop.